Reputation, like most aspects of this life, can be a fickle thing. I mean, from the time that we were kids, we were told to make a good impression, be a team player, and above all else, treat others the way we would like to be treated. State the obvious, this is all good advice. And of course we all try, to the best of our abilities, to live our lives by these mantras. But even so, the fact still remains. Your reputation will often precede you, for both the good and the bad. There is a quote by Abraham Lincoln that likens the content of a person's character to that of a tall tree, one with an ambiguous shadow that reaches out far beyond its branches. The tree, in this analogy, would of course be the self, or rather our actions, morals, and values. The shadow, on the other hand, accounts for how the world around us perceives those qualities. Now it is true that we are not solely defined by our reputations. However, not unlike the tree's own shadow, these perceptions often span out far beyond our reach. And as for character, well, sometimes it can be as haunting as the silhouette that stands behind it. I'm Courtney Hayes, and you're listening to Haunts. Stay tuned. Standing tall at the top of a lone hill, the Monte Cristo homestead cast its shadow over the town of Juni in New South Wales, Australia. Thanks to its ever-imposing presence, this architectural gem commands attention, inviting hundreds of guests onto its grounds each year. When you first set foot onto the sprawling 1.5-acre property, the homestead certainly appears to be the embodiment of Victorian high society. The homestead is full of character, no doubt about it, but it wasn't always the luxurious mansion that stands today. It was 1876 when Christopher William Crowley acquired two parcels of land on the outskirts of Junee. At the time, Christopher and his wife Elizabeth were far from wealthy. So, as an unfortunate result, their first few years living on the homestead were rather toilsome. For starters, the Crowley family was growing at a rapid pace, with Christopher and Elizabeth welcoming the arrival of 10 children throughout their marriage. Not to mention, the land itself was severely undeveloped. So, during those first few years, the bustling Crawley family lived in a small slab hut right there on the homestead's grounds. All while, Christopher scrimped and invested in the hope that he would one day provide his family with a better life. These high hopes became a reality for the Crowleys in 1878, when the Great Southern Railway Line laid its tracks right through Juni. And with that, a golden opportunity presented itself to Mr. Crowley. On the opposite side of the tracks, from the Juni Railway Station, Crowley invested his meager finances into building a railway hotel. And as the Southern Railway Line commenced its operations, Mr. Crowley's modest hotel became a booming success. His was truly 
a rags-to-riches story. And with this new financial freedom, Crowley was finally able to build his family the home of their dreams. Completed in 1885, the Monte Cristo homestead has nearly 50 rooms, each of which boasts the refined elegance that Crowley had always dreamed of. During their time at Monte Cristo, the Crowley family enjoyed an expansive courtyard, a wraparound porch with a matching upstairs balcony, a lavish dining hall, and even a library. Aside from this main house, the property accommodated several outbuildings, including the family's original slab hut that functioned as workstations and servants' quarters. Suffice to say, the Monte Cristo homestead acted as a status symbol for Christopher Crowley's newfound wealth. But as they say, with more money comes even more problems. It wasn't long before the rumors began swirling around Junie, ones that whispered of a curse that had almost certainly been placed on the homestead at Monte Cristo. Now I know what it looks like. These rumors are more than likely just a bit of town gossip. And skeptically speaking, maybe that is precisely the case. But it is worth mentioning that these grapevine murmurs were not solely founded on hearsay. As a matter of fact, a series of incredibly unfortunate events followed the Crowley family throughout their lives at Monte Cristo, causing their neighbors in the surrounding community to believe that there was a dark energy emanating from the property. On one tragic occasion, for instance, the family's nanny was carrying Christopher and Elizabeth's newborn daughter down the stairs. It's something that she had done a thousand times without incident. But on this, the 1,001st time, the poor girl stumbled, dropping the baby down the stairs in the process. After this first and very untimely end, tragedy continued to wreak havoc on the homestead. The next incident targeted one of the family's stable boys, who, on this particular evening, was sleeping on a straw mattress out in the stables. Somehow, the mattress caught fire, and being that it was made of straw, it wasn't long before the mattress and the young stable boy were both engulfed in flames. Then, not long after, this devastating event transpired, yet another began to unfold. You see, as the time had passed, it became quite apparent that Mr. Crowley was not the most faithful of husbands. In fact, he was known for fraternizing with his housemates, and soon he gained a reputation for being incredibly disloyal to Elizabeth. So, it was really only a matter of time before his antics caught up to him. Let's just say that Mr. Crowley wasn't happy when he heard the news. His very single housemate had somehow become pregnant, and as near as she could tell, the baby was his. Now given their close proximity, it wouldn't be long before Elizabeth would connect the dots. But before she could, another tragedy abended the homestead. 
The pregnant maid was discovered lying on the stone front porch steps after she had seemingly fallen from the mansion's second floor balcony. Although some did speculate that foul play may have been involved. Which, of course, brings us back to this supposed curse. According to the legend, at least, Mr. Crowley once had a disagreement with a local witch. And as a result of the argument, it is said that she cursed the property, proclaiming that the Crowley family would suffer misfortune and tragedy for generations to come. So, perhaps the rumors hold some truth after all. Or maybe this tale is merely just a fragment of local lore. Nevertheless, one certainty remains. These harrowing events have already left their sullied mark, forever staining the tapestry of the homestead's past. By now, it should come in no surprise when I say that the Monte Cristo homestead has a reputation for being one of the most haunted houses in all of Australia. And standing at the forefront of all its eerie haunts is none other than Elizabeth Crowley herself. It was 1910 when her husband passed away. And despite his infidelity, Elizabeth was profoundly devastated by Mr. Crowley's demise. Overwhelmed with grief, she withdrew from the outside world and secluded herself within the mansion's walls. Over the next 23 years, Elizabeth spent her days confined to the Grand Estate. Being a devout Catholic, she had the small attic renovated into a chapel where she sought solace, dedicating most of her time to prayer and reading the Bible. Elizabeth Crowley only left the homestead on two occasions before she too passed away in 1933. Although, if the rumors are true, she's continued with her self-imposed seclusion, even now in her afterlife. Picture this startling scene. Elizabeth, dressed entirely in a flowing black gown, holding a silver crucifix tightly in her hands. The locals of Junie and the visitors who dare to explore the homestead know her spirit as the Lady in Black. True to her nature, the Lady in Black remains reclusive and far from welcoming to the living guests who encounter her presence. Beyond her mournful appearance, the Lady in Black is notorious for her aggression. In fact, tourists and various guests who visit the Monte Cristo homestead often find themselves unexpectedly pushed out of rooms, as if an invisible force outwardly opposed their presence. And while we're on the topic, it's worth mentioning that pushing is one of the most common reports coming out of the Monte Cristo homestead. Even back in the days when the Crawleys lived on the property, the family and their staff would often complain of being unexplainably pushed and shoved. And if that wasn't eerie enough, then you should know that a number of the tragedies we touched on earlier were allegedly caused by this peculiar phenomenon. Specifically, the incidents on the staircase and out on the second floor balcony were thought to have been the result of foul play. In fact, even the nanny, 
claimed that she had been pushed on an otherwise empty staircase. Even in spite of her unwelcoming demeanor, the Lady in Black is not alone in her afterlife. Alongside his wife, Christopher William Crowley is also seen and felt at Monte Cristo, specifically in the room where he passed. And then there's the spirit of baby Ethel, who supposedly haunts the very same staircase where she lost her young life. But if the stories are true, Baby Ethel's presence is more often felt than it is seen. Perhaps unsurprisingly, young children seem to be the most affected by Ethel's spirit, becoming more fussy and even agitated as they approach the staircase. The children's parents, on the other hand, often feel the icy grip of a very small hand wrapping around their fingers as they walk up the stairs, almost as if Ethel is trying to warn them of the dangers that may be lurking underfoot. Now the Crowleys, of course, are not the only spirits haunting the halls of the Monte Cristo homestead. In fact, a few other key residents still remain on the property. Harold Steele, for instance, spent his childhood at the homestead with his mother, who served as a housemaid to the Crowleys. Now, while he had no blood relation to the Crowley family, Harold, too, fell prey to the elusive curse. During his teenage years, Harold suffered a dreadful carriage accident, one leaving him with various injuries, including a severe blow to his head. And while it seemed that he had recovered physically, there was a disturbing change within him. And so, the once kind Harold began to exhibit a violent disposition. It was for his own protection, his mother likely told herself, as she watched them wrap the chains around his body. He was then escorted into the dairy behind the main house, where his shackles were strung up to the wall. For 30 long years, Harold endured his agonizing existence within the confines of the dairy. His screams of torment piercing the air as he struggled against the weight of his metal restraints. When he was finally freed from this makeshift prison, Harold found that his mother had passed away. Then, to add insult to injury, he was swiftly whisked away to an institution and hidden from the world once more. Yet, this would not be the last time that Monte Cristo heard from Harold Steele. Even to this day, those who dare to venture into the dairy at Monte Cristo may just hear the haunting sounds of chains scraping against the cold ground. And if you were to listen closely, you may just catch the echoes of Harold Steele's anguished screams. It was 1963, 
when Reginald and Olive Ryan purchased the expansive Monte Cristo homestead. And over the last 60 years, they've invested a great deal of time and energy, restoring the property to its former glory. You see, in the years prior, the homestead fell into disrepair. And following suit, even more tragedies began to unfold at Monte Cristo. Between petty vandalism, the elements, and even one grisly murder, the property continued to live up to its cursed reputation. So, it didn't really come as a shock when the Ryans began to notice strange occurrences around the homestead. The most notable of their experiences revolve around what the Ryans describe as strange lights that will appear around the homestead after the sun has set. I know, when you put it that way, it sounds like a scene right out of signs. But trust me when I say that this activity is far more peculiar than this classic sci-fi film. You see, on two separate occasions, the Ryans have returned to the property late into the evening. And to their surprise, they discover that the mansion is fully lit up from the inside out. Now I'm sure you must be thinking, they just left the lights on. No big deal, right? Well, at any other house, that would be a valid point. But as we all know by now, the Monte Cristo homestead is no ordinary home. So, in light of that, I will leave you with this unsettling thought. The main house and surrounding outbuildings were built without electricity. And true to that form, there are no lights inside the mansion. This episode of Haunts was written and produced by me, Courtney Hayes. If you've been enjoying the show so far, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review. A lot of work goes into each episode, and supporting the show in this way really helps us reach more listeners each week. It's entirely free and takes about 30 seconds, and it would genuinely mean the world to me. Also, if you're interested in learning more about today's topic... I greatly encourage you to check out the show notes section on our website at hauntscast.com. This is the location where I share my sources and provide any visual aid that may be referenced during the show. Finally, I would love to connect with you online. You can find me on Instagram at hauntscast, or you can join our email list for updates about the show. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, happy haunting.